Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Auckland, New Zealand for day 343 of 365 days of Bible reading. We have only got 22 days to go and I'm excited today to get into both our brew and our Bible, of course, with some top-notch banter. Let's have a look at what scriptures we're going to be reading. As always, they're in the descriptions on every platform. Psalm 140, verse 1 to 5. Revelation 1, uh, 1 to 20. It's a new book. And Zechariah, uh, chapter 9, verse 1 to chapter... Uh, sorry, to chapter 11, verse 17. Jeez, that was bumpy. Apologies for that. Those are in our descriptions on every platform, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or any of our other platforms. You can check that out there. Okay, it is time for our brew, and uh, today's brew is a return of the Mount Atkinson Coldy, the Whiskey Barrel Aged Cold Brew Coffee. Um, Why are we doing this one again? Because we can. Because I, see what I did there? It's a can. Uh, But because we can, and I like it, and I bought four of these, and so I thought today, let's have another one. Cheers. It's so good. It's simply the best cold brew I've ever had in my life, like from a can. It's amazing because the initial flavor, it starts in your nose, really. When you crack the can open, you get that sweet sound. It's just this lovely flavor profile. It's sweet, it's caramelly, it's chocolatey, but then it has this wonderful, wonderful whiskey aftertaste that is just, it is very, very nice. Uh, I highly recommend getting this if they are still making it. Uh, in the years to come. I hope they still make it in the years to come. Uh, and if you can get your hands on it, get your hands on it because it is brilliant. Let's get into the Bible though, the reason that we are here. In our psalm today, we read how David actively asked God to rescue him from evil, particularly three evil aspects of life. Number one, evil people, evil words and evil deeds. Evil people, evil words and evil deeds. Now, evil isn't actually about other people. It's actually about ourselves. It starts and it ends with me. All of us have had bad thoughts, said hurtful things, and done wrong. All of us, every single one of us, have failed to be righteous. We've read in Romans that there is no one who is righteous. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and that there is evil that we need to be delivered from. This evil we need to be delivered from is the evil that starts in us. And as God delivers us from that evil... The evil, in a, the evil in the world sorry, around us will dissipate too. We know that the righteousness that we have access to comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believes. Deliver us from evil. Make me right with you and with others in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a great prayer that you can pray. Okay, new book time, and it is the book of Revelation. Now, Revelation 1 verse 1 uh, identifies the author of the book of Revelation as John, who is generally identified as the Apostle John, the author of the Gospel of John. This book was also likely written between AD 90 and 95. This last book of the Bible identifies itself as the revelation of Jesus Christ, and its author is designated as his servant, John, who was exiled to the Greek islands of Patmos because of his faith address to seven historical churches in Asia Minor. Sorry, that's meant to be a full stop. <laughs> because of his final, because of his faith, this is funny. So John, he's exiled, right? Greek islands of Patmos. And now we have in this book, his final address 
to seven historical churches in Asia Minor. This is the historical context for this book. The book of Revelation was written to warn against compromise and indifference to Jesus and to call for courage under persecution. Because of the extensive use of symbolism and picturesque imagery, compromising the book's apocalyptic prophets, uh, prophecies, sorry, the book's interpretation has posed many problems for students of the Bible. While recognizing the historical situation, which is Roman persecution, that gave rise to what's written in this book, Revelation also, many scholars point to the fact that the book also depicts events that are yet to take place. So it serves a dual purpose. It speaks to the people of the day that it was written to, who were facing Roman persecution, but it is also filled with many prophecies that talk about at the end of the age, the ultimate victory of Christ and his body, as in the church, over satanic forces. That's the dominant theme here. Revelation is the only book of prophecy in the New Testament. It's also the only book in the divine library that especially promises a bless uh, that specifically, sorry, promises a blessing to those who read it and to hear it. Bless is a strong word, but it's clear. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, is what the book of Revelation says of itself. But after reading the first chapters about the churches and the last chapters describing heaven, not many of us read much more of this book. Revelation presents a glorious reigning Christ. The gospel presents him as a savior, one who came to take the curse of sin. But in this last book, we see no humiliation of our Lord and Savior. In one way, Revelation is the most remarkable book in the whole sacred canon. Revelation tells us about the reign of Christ on this earth, which Satan wants to control. It tells us of Christ's complete and eternal victory over Satan. It also describes Satan's defeat and punishment for first for a thousand years and then for eternity. It tells more about Satan's final doom than any other book, and it's no wonder why Satan doesn't want anybody to read it. This book has been interpreted many different ways, and it's caused much controversy in the church's history. It's important to remember that when you read the book of Revelation, Christ is the central theme of this book. Revelation gives an authentic portrait of the Lord Jesus as the one triumphant king. And more than 25 times in it, we actually find Christ's sacrificial title, the Lamb. And in addition, we also see a vision of the future church and the world in relation to Christ's events that are yet to be fulfilled. As you read this book, I want to encourage you to look for Christ and not to be stirred by your fear. And finally today in Zechariah, we see this term in verse 22, prisoners of hope. It's a wild statement really to be held as a prisoner of hope. The reality is, is that being in relationship with Jesus is what fills us with hope. If there's no hope, there's no faith. These two are actually intrinsically linked together. If we're prisoners of hope and hope is faith, if we say we're a Christian, well, hope should actually anchor, uh, be the anchor, sorry, that firms up our faith and is the defining factor of our faith. That's what it means to be a prisoner of hope. Where there is a lack of hope, ultimately there's a lack of faith. Our hope, as I've said, is founded and grounded in Jesus. In Zechariah, we see that he actually prophesies that there will be a humble, righteous king that will come and bring, uh, bring with him salvation. He's meek and humble and externally poor. Jesus is this king that is prophesied about. He is who we find our hope in. He gives our hope uh, a name and someone to look to. As you read more about Zechariah's prophecy about Jesus, 
I find it incredible to see who Jesus is in the Gospels and to also see the fulfillment of so much of this prophetic scripture and even more so how, how, how almost every detail of Jesus' life, his character, his mission, his death, his resurrection and victory was foreshadowed in some way of the Old Testament and then revealed in the New Testament. It's absolutely incredible. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written, because the time is near. Do you know what's funny about the book of Revelation is that as a kid, I was actually told I wasn't allowed to read the book of Revelation because it was too scary, like it was too much, it was too intense. I actually only read the book in full, cover to cover, when I was about 23 years old. There's a blessing attached to the book of Revelation. There's a lot of doomsday fear-based messages that come out of reading this book, but the main purpose of this book is the blessing attached to the victory that we have in Jesus. And that is it for The Daily Brew today, day 343 out of 365 days. Only a few more to go, and then we have completed our Bible in a year plan. Listen, I'm praying for you as you read the scriptures that God would speak more to you about himself and more about who you are in between the pages of scripture as you look into the mirror of his word. Hey, a massive thank you to everybody on Spotify, Apple Podcasts for following along, rating the podcast, and to you on YouTube for subscribing as well. Have a very blessed rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, of course. Good night, sleep tight. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew. Peace.